everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Maryland Made Podcast. I'm your host, Sydney Anderson, and I currently serve as the coordinator of student athlete development. Today, we will be discussing one of the hottest topics in college athletics, which is name, image, and likeness. Through NIL, student athletes have been able to leverage their personal brands and achieve what seemed like, seemed impossible a few years ago. Joining me today is NIL educator Aisha Foy. Aisha, thank you so much for joining us today. I know we've talked offline a little bit, and I was definitely intrigued um, regarding your journey, but could you provide our listeners with a little bit of background about yourself? Absolutely. Um, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's an honor to be here, and I'm excited about our conversation. Uh, I will say uh, a little bit about me. Um, I grew up playing basketball all my life. Um, played, I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Played for Boo Williams. Um, you know, my dream was to be a college basketball player, right? So that was my dream. That was all I wanted to do was play basketball and, you know, see what happens from there. Uh, when I got to college, uh, I really immersed myself into the college experience. Um, I wanted to learn who I was outside of sport. Um, you know, I've always had a strong personality, always been goal-driven and things like that. So once basketball, you know, that transition from high school to college, once that wasn't going as smoothly as you think it will be, you know, as a recruited player coming out of high school, um, you start to, you know, I'm like, okay, where else can I see success? You know, so I started to, you know, join organizations, get involved on campus, learn about, you know, building my resume, marketing, branding, all those types of things. So I really just immersed myself into the college experience and, you know, from there, just kind of built my brand and, and things like that. And, you know, that that's pretty much a little, a little bit of background, a little bit of background. I love that. And I was also a student athlete, so I completely get where you're coming from. Um, had got to a point where I wasn't necessarily able to compete anymore. So different organizations and things like that kind of helped me to fill that void. Um, so what you mentioned, some of the organizations you were a part of. Um, what are some of the extracurricular activities you took part of in your college experience? Um, I was, I was in SAC. I was really heavy in the SAC. That was where I first got my, you know, passion for leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, went to a, a, a SAC conference, a leadership development conference and heard from a speaker. Um, his name was Sammy Ohami and he really inspired me to give back. And so, you know, on campus, I started to, uh, raise, do fundraisers and get involved in charity and, you know, those same NIL activities that people do now, you know, I started to do that just off sheer, just wanting to give back and, you know, passionate, things like that. So that was one thing, SAG, and then, you know, getting into charity and things like that. Um, another thing, I was a freshman orientation leader, and that was a very transformational experience because you get to see what's bigger than athletics, right? When you're an athlete, you think, you the biggest thing on campus, you think the world revolves around you or, you know, athletics in general. And then, you know, you get to meet the university president, you get to know about the dean of students and you, and you realize that the university is much, much bigger than athletics. And, um, you know, in some schools, athletics are huge, but, you know, for the most part, um, athletics is a small part of, you know, a university. So you really, that experience was really transformational for me. I was um, in a business fraternity. Um, I pledged Delta Sigma Theta when I was in college. Um, hey, so, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was good, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I just was really, really involved. Um, started my own leadership organization. 
Um, you know, anything I get my hands on that said leadership or, you know, getting ready for life outside of sports, I was ready. Definitely. And it seems like you got the holistic experience. So I definitely love that. Um, I feel like something that we're always kind of telling our student athletes here at Maryland is they can do whatever they want. Our slogan here is be who you are and do what you want. So whether that be on the field or off the field, um, just encouraging them to try different things outside of athletics. Because like you said, it's such a small part of your college experience. Um, So after undergrad, what are something, what's something that made you, or like the main thing that made you go to grad school? Well, um, coaching has always been my dream. Um, I do, even though I'm in the NIL space now, I do want to get back into coaching and one day be a head coach. Um, so one day me and my mom was watching a, um, uh, a basketball game and it was one of the players who I watched. Uh, I watched her play in high school and she was just finished her college season. She was just playing. And then the next year she was on a bench, like coaching. Oh, wow. And I was like, what in the world? So I, you know, I Googled it, looked her up or whatever. And she was a graduate assistant coach. And I was like, wow, you can, you know, be playing one year and the next year you can be, you know, on a college bench, you know, division one. So once I seen that, you know, I, I aspired to be a graduate assistant coming out of school so I could go ahead and get my foot in the door coaching. So that was the motivation behind um, going to grad school and also just, you know, furthering my education and things like that. Okay, perfect. And can you talk a little bit about um, some of the other roles that you've held like prior to getting in the NAL space? Um, so my first, after grad school, I was uh, the director of recruiting at the University of Kentucky. So that was my, really my first full-time position, my only full-time position. Um, and I held that position for five years and that was all recruiting. And, um, you know, people may think that it's a, a pivot between coaching or recruiting and going into NIL. And for me, it was, it was the same because when I was um, the director of recruiting, I always led with branding, I always led with, you know, coming to Kentucky to be able to build a network and also and, and do those things like that and really letting people know the exposure that you get. And that was before NIL. So um, director of recruiting, helping coaches, recruit behind the scenes and things like that that was you know my first and only full-time full-time role okay perfect and now I want to pivot a little bit so you specialize in NIL with NIL being one of the newer hot topics within the constantly changing landscape landscape of college athletics how did you discover that this was a space you wanted to be in and how did you actually land in this space okay um so you know, I've always been into marketing, branding, you know, developing a student athlete outside of their sport. Um, While I was in college, the reason me doing those NIO activities as a student athlete, they helped me be a better student athlete. They helped me be a better basketball player. And, um, you know, so it was something that I was strongly, I strongly believed in, regardless if you could monetize it or not, right? Building a brand, um, using that student athlete experience to build your brand. I had, I wrote a book about my college experience. Of course, I couldn't sell it until I was done with college, but um, I've always believed in building a brand while you were in school. It was literally the thing that saved my basketball career. So now that you can monetize it, it wasn't necessarily anything new. It was something that I, that I've always led with and even 
with coaching, it'll be, it'll still be something that I lead with, you know, when I become a head coach, you know, later on when I decide to get back into coaching, but, um, you know, my college experience is really what, like I said, it's something that I've always just, this is how you do it, right? This is how you develop athletes is from, you know, the inside out. And then, you know, once NIL became a thing on the, on the staff at Kentucky, I basically just took over the responsibilities, like whatever needed to be done, I did it, um, you know, because it was just, it was so natural to me. Um, like I said, even with recruiting, I led with branding and led with, you know, helping develop the student athlete outside of their sport. So, um, you know, I just decided that, you know, I wanted to do it full time, you know, cause even being on a, a staff is still so many other things to do. So I just decided to, um, you know, go out on my own full time and, and host the boot camp. And that's kind of how it all stemmed is from me doing it on my own is I hosted a boot camp and the, the boot camp really blew up and I started getting one-on-one -on -one clients and I started being asked to speak. And it's crazy because of the full circle experience, because coming out of school, this is what I wanted to do coming out of school. But of course I was on the path of coaching and, you know, you graduate and you become a GA. So um, I had got offered a position, so I had went ahead and took that position. But coming out of school seven years ago, I wanted to go out and speak and encourage students to, you know, build a brand wider in school. So it was kind of, I feel like it was destined. It was something that I was supposed to be doing anyway. And just NIL just makes it popular right now. Okay, perfect. And you mentioned the boot camps. Can you tell the listeners a little bit more about exactly um the different activities and the different, like, just give me a brief overview of the boot camp. Okay. So um, I wanted to give, you know, high school student athletes, um, parents really, and high school coaches, like what a full, full picture of what NIL is. So, you know, I hosted a boot camp. It was a three hour long, pretty much a, it was a really a crash course. And I bought, you know, some of the hottest people in NIL, bought them on to pretty much have a, you know, a segment and, you know, Sam Green was up there. She is a content creator. She helps student athletes create content. Um, so if you're looking to learn how to create content, follow her. Um, Rashad Campbell, he's a partner um, with um, Advance. And, you know, he, he talked about financial literacy. And then I bought two agents up there uh, so they can get an agent perspective. Um, Tarek Ahmad and um, Ryan Williams Jenkins. And who else did I have up there? I don't want to, I don't want to miss anybody. Um, I had Becca Greenwell. She is from Meta, right? She runs the Meta program that helps, they choose athletes to help them with their NIL. Um, so I really bought in all the people that I thought, you know, if you need to know anything about NIL, here's some experts that you can, that's going to give this view. You can ask some questions, send out notes, so pretty much anything from beginning to get from beginning to end NIL, you know, it was there full time, full, full circle. And also had um Pat Curran, who is a agent as well. So I had three agents on. So I wanted them to hear from all different perspectives. Like, okay, is this misconception that when you get to college that the money's just gonna flow in or that an agent is gonna pop up out of nowhere? And, you know, I had to I wanted to bring the agents on so they can hear from themselves that you know, these agents aren't just taking NIL clients because it's a lot of work. And also the return, you know, you have to bring something to the table, right? So you have to either be going pro, 
right? Which is why they're going to be interested in you anyway. Or you have to already have a brand. So I just really wanted to debunk that thought that just because you're a student athlete, you're going to get an IOTAs and people are going to work with you because that's not the case at all. That's amazing. Like that whole rundown and just educating them and giving them these different avenues and people to talk to, not only is building their network, but it's teaching them about something that they're going to encounter when they get to college. So that's definitely something. Kudos to you. <laughs> and, I, and I also wanted to let people know that the resources are endless. Um, right. When I first thought about doing it, I was just going to be me. But, you know, I was like, I want to introduce people to people because, you know, you sit around and people say, oh, I don't know anything about NIA. I was like, why not? You can search these people. You can watch, you know, their videos. You can, you know, look at their programs and things like that. And you can learn all about NIA, right? But the thing people don't want to hear about NIA is that you have to do it on your own. Right. You have to just like with your sport, you got your sport, you got academics and you have building your personal brand. Unless you're already going pro or unless you already have a brand, you're not going to be able to get stuff. You have to you have to put in work. So I wanted to make sure that people, you know, the it really has to be self-initiated. Right. And is this something you think you'll continue like for the years to come? Yeah. Um. So. Before I started at Kentucky, I had I already had a personal brand and a book and things like that. So it's always been my dream to build that educational program out. So this is a, a good opportunity for me to build out this educational program. And really is about personal growth. And within that, um, within the frame is personal branding in that. But you got to grow as a person. Then you can brand what you have grown, you know. So... Um, you know, I plan on building out educational platform and, and, you know, it just being a resource that people can can go to to get just resources to to build your brand and also just to build you as a person. That's great. And I know it couldn't have been completely easy all the way through because that seems like a lot of different moving parts and just a lot to put together. Um, so can you talk about some of the challenges that you face, not only with the boot camp, but like just when navigating this career path? Um, I would say a challenge is college. It was it was very because you know, like I mentioned earlier, it it made sense to me. Right now, people can just monetize, but student athletes should have been building their brand. That should have been something that right, you get right. incentivized for. Um, I I was in school twenty twelve to twenty sixteen, and you know, people thought I was crazy for you know attending the resume workshops and doing four internships and, you know, trying to raise money for charity and things like that. But, you know, I, I just saw, I just saw it in my future. So colleges are so hesitant with it. And that's just something that I really don't understand. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, yes, they're going to, it's good and bad and everything, right. It's going to be people, it's going to be athletes that are overpaid. It's going to be people cheating, right. It was doing that before. But the whole is so many administrators who just think NIL is so much, so much more complex than it really is, right? I mean, really, the student athletes are literally just getting ready for life after college, and they can just monetize off of it now. Like it's not, it's not some horrible thing, right? And you know what I really think is the issue is that, and it's something I had to swallow my pride as well. Is like. If you're gonna help student athletes build their brand, you have to, you have to say or come to the realization that they could be making more money than you, right? 
the whatever amount of thousand dollars that we may make in a year as an administrator, they could make that in one deal if they're really good. But not everybody's going to be that good. You know what I'm saying? So that's been a challenge. It's just like I don't get the hesitation. It doesn't make any sense to me because I feel like personal branding should be within the curriculum anyway. You know what I'm saying? Within teacher student athletes how to prepare for their future. You know what I'm saying? So um with NIL, you're just teaching them how to negotiate and you're just teaching them how to do the things that every other college student can do. You know what I'm saying? They just wasn't allowed to do it. So that that's been a really a challenge. But it's also opportunity as well for myself um, because I do understand it so well. It's like, okay, well, let me just teach other people and help other people just not feel so so scary about it. So um, so, so I would say while I was in a, a full-time role, that was a challenge. But, you know, it's not really a challenge anymore because I can kind of educate as you know, I feel the need to educate within it. Right. And on the other hand, what would you say has been the most rewarding um, part of working in that space? Um, I would say the most rewarding is when I work with the athlete and they start their mind start going off with ideas. Right. So, you know, I work one on one with athletes and high school athletes for the most part. And, you know, of course, they they're looking at social media. They see what other people are doing, but they don't see how they can do it. So, you know, I'll work with them. And now after our session, they have all these ideas. They're motivated. You know, they can't stop talking to their parents about it. And I'll get a message from one of their parents and their parents are saying, you know, I enjoy it. I'm so glad you work with our athlete. Um, I want to keep you in her life, you know, forever, you know, so through her journey. And I'm like, wow, like, you know, that that part is really rewarding. Um, I do want to go back to your last question, though, when you said a big, a big challenge challenge um it was it's something that frustrated me that i've seen happen um is an agent promise you know the athlete something that they can't deliver and the student athlete is so frustrated and kind of stuck they don't know how to they don't have the skills to go out there and talk to a brand and i think they may have the potential to do it and i'm like just have the conversation so um i would say that that was frustrating to watch um, student athletes I want I won't say they got taken advantage of but you know they put their hopes in something that that didn't deliver or didn't maybe the agent didn't even put any effort in it really for real so um that has been frustrating and that that's been what has inspired me to go out and educate because you know I do think it's it is something that you're gonna have to do on your own um unless you are you know cream of the crumb you know top one percent and things like that, but, but you know, just empowering the, the athlete to to go out there and brand themselves. For sure. And you said um like things like the boot camp and you mainly hank um educate high school students, right? Right so now, yes. I'm I'm building up my clientele, but um the boot camp was geared toward high school. Okay. But you know, I, I work with a couple I work with um a women's basketball program. Okay. But I'm really just starting this full time. I would say about two weeks ago was when I like, okay, I'm not gonna apply for any more full time jobs. I'm doing this full time. So that's good. Um, so you see value in it. Like, do you think it could be valuable for, like, for college? I'm sorry, I cannot talk <laughs> for students who are in college right now. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm just is something where it's like, um, 
because I know like for me, we do a lot of like the student athlete development work when it comes to like the personal branding and identity development and things like that. Um, but I'm wondering like, is that something that that would sit in a student athlete development realm? Is that something that would sit in the NIL space? Like where would that kind of fall? Or is this like a boot camp brought to different schools? Um, so I mean, I I I do personal branding workshops when I work with a team and but I would say me personally, I think it would be in the student athlete development aspect. Um it it just gets tricky because compliance has to be involved so heavily, but it's really just personal branding, right? It's, it's personal branding is, is an aspect of personal development. And when you said identity development, um, that's a big part of it as well, I believe, because I did my first session with my group um, last night. I recorded it and I started with, you know, what do you want your legacy to be? You know, and if you can start with that and a lot of people, they get to, the end and be like oh man did I live out my legacy that I do what I was supposed to do and I'm like if you start with your legacy you understand your why you will navigate in a way you're going to move in a certain way like brands are going to be attracted to you because you have a presence about you you know why you're doing what you're doing um there's nothing wrong with just trying to get money that's that's a that's part of it too that's hustling but you know if you have a, a, a an objection an objective, sorry, I can't talk, <laughs> an objective in the back of your mind, a reason why you're doing what you're doing, a, re a message that you want to send, um, your NIL is just going to be, it's going to be so much more natural. Um, so, you know, I think it's personal branding and, and the, the NIL part just means, you know, the you now negotiating your brand, right? So, but you got to have that brand built first with, in I my agree. opinion, that's student athlete development. I agree. Um, so I want to pivot a little bit and talk about some NIL support services. So obviously we have um, here at Maryland, we have different resources for student athletes when it comes to Maryland Made as far as career readiness, leadership education, identity development, like I mentioned, and we also have an NIL services office. Um, so outside of those two departments, what would you say are some of the best ways that college and university officials can support student athletes when it comes to NIL? Um, I mean, I would say you have those departments. I would say that's a big that's a big part there. The thing about it is that I think NIO is so individualized, and you know, it's like you have you may have a department, you may have an individual, but are the individuals meeting with or making themselves available to every student athlete? And and me personally, I'm I'm big on taking responsibility for your own future, your own life, so. I think the student athletes should be knocking at y'all's door. Um, so I don't I don't think that the university need to break their backs to make sure the student athlete can get NIO deals, right? So I do think the the resources should be available and it should be people available that know what they're doing and can pretty much tutor them, you know, tutor them, guide them, mentor them through the process. But you know, I think if you have those resources, you have someone in place that knows what's going on and knows and knows how to point them in the direction that they need to be in. But I do think the school should um, create an environment where entrepreneurship is encouraged because that's what it really is. You, you're teaching, you're really an entrepreneur. You are a business owner. You're the owner of your, your name and you want to monetize off of it. So I think being able to create that environment, maybe hosting 
events that are geared toward NIL so student athletes can feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, but at the end of the day, everything for me, I do think it is, it should be, the initiative should be taken by the athlete. But when they do ask those questions, it does the university or the department have people that can meet with them or that can provide them a guide to get them through the process? That's helpful. That's why you know how to profile school and things like that. Um, but yeah. And that environment is definitely so important. Um, I know we touched on this a little bit before, but there may be some like coaches and administrators who aren't necessarily fans of NIL. Um, why do you believe it's important for co both coaches and administrators to prioritize NIL opportunities for their student athletes? Um, I think for coaches, I think because one is going to help the student want to play for you, right? So, I mean, I'm sure in the women's basketball world, a student athlete can make more money off their NIL than they can do with a WNBA contract. So one is going to encourage them to stay in school. And I'm not saying you should not want to be a pro to get NIL money, but that shows that it's positive. That shows that the person, the person is going to appreciate the school more because they're getting something from it, right? So before, if I'm doing all this for a school, and I don't even have the money to go get a pair of shoes that I like. I'm like, what am I doing all this for? Right. And then I start resenting, resenting the schedule, resenting the coach, resenting if I even should be playing basketball in the first place. You know what I'm saying? All those things, all those negative emotions that athletes go through because they don't think they're getting anything out of it, especially if you don't get a lot of playing time. Right. If I'm on a, if I'm on a, if I'm at a power five school or any school really, and I'm not getting a lot of playing time. I'm going to be all in on NIL. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be, okay, I'm, I play for this school. I play for this school. You know, I'm going to be so business-minded. And I'm going to show up to practice with a great attitude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to be the person, you know, on the bench mad. I'm going to be cheering on my teammates happy because when practice is over, I got me a meeting and I'm going to go get this check. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, 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 I'll be more appreciative of it. Um, I think college administrators and, um, you know, not all of them, but coaches, I just think they're nervous, you know, and it's so competitive, especially with coaches. And they're like, okay, you get an IO at this school, you don't get an IO at that school, when that's not really the case, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, collectives do play a big part in it. But at the end of the day, if an individual can get a certain amount of NIO money, they would probably get, get that NIO money no matter where they go to school at. So, I just think because of the age gap, being an influencer is not normalized. So coaches and administrators, they don't know what it is to make money off your name, image, and likeness because they've had the idea that you get a job and you do everything for that job and you do everything your boss tell you to do. And maybe you'll be rewarded one day. With in our generation, being an influencer, that's nothing new. You know, that's normal. You know what I'm saying? So I just think just just having an open mind and understanding that the student athlete will appreciate their experience if they feel like they can go out and get the pair of shoes that they want or buy themselves a car. You know, they're not going to be greedy. You know, if a person is being greedy, then they, they're just a greedy person. Like NIL didn't make anybody greedy. NIL just exposed the greedy people that was already greedy. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I don't know. It is nervous and I don't understand. That's exactly why. <laughs> okay. And what advice would you give a student athlete who 
doesn't necessarily know where to start when it comes to NIL? I would say, you know, I could talk two hours about this, but, you know, I would say, you know, decide really just sit down with yourself and decide what you want and decide, you know, how you, how you're going to get there. I'm really decide what you want and decide like how you want to go about it. Right. Start looking up um, student athletes who are successful in NIL and like, look at their page, look how they brand themselves. Right. Because if I'm a student athlete and I'm not getting NIL, I'm, I'm doing something that I'm not marketing myself well, or I don't have the connections. So I'm going to go on the NIL pages and I'm going to see who, who they're following. And I might reach out to certain people like, Hey, you know, how'd you get this deal? You know, can you put me in the direction of resources? Just ask for resources and search for, you know, the answers, you know what I'm saying? Search for connections and things like that. But, you know, just continue to know your brand and promote yourself as a person, right? Student athletes, they be, they're they so scared to promote themselves because in athletics, if you're not winning, it's like you're either a winner or a loser, right? And NIL helps you break through that because regardless, you are a person and you are whatever you decide to be as that person. You market yourself as a person. You market your journey, right? I'm a freshman. I ain't get, I haven't played in the game you know, I can market, I can sell that story, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to be ashamed because I'm not getting plans out, right? I can sell that story. I can market myself as I'm working hard, I'm in the grind, I'm in the process and things like that. So I would just say, just really focus on building your brand and telling your story and being proud of yourself wherever you are. And then um, just DM companies. That's it. It's, it's really simply just, just DM companies and then DM agents and somebody's going to point you in the right direction. For sure. And would that advice be the same or different for someone who may be like a star player and has a ton of companies, ton of companies just like knocking at the door? Um, it would be, I mean, if you already have an abundance of opportunity, you know, I would just go back to that self-awareness piece. You know, why are you doing it? Because, you know, what you choose to do is going to be based off why you're doing it, who you are. So if I already have an abundance of um companies, I'm going to get back to my why so I can know which direction to go in and who to work with. And also, you know, people trying to work with you, research those people and figure out what your goals are and move in the direction of your goals. Perfect. Well, those are all the main questions I have for you. Now it's time for us to learn a little bit more about your interests outside of your profession um, through a little section we call rapid fire. So I'll ask you a question and you got to respond with the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Yep. So if NIL was around while you were a student athlete, what company would you partner with? John Maxwell. Why? Because I was... I was really big into leadership. I was really big into leadership development, wanting to write a book. While I was in, while I was in college, I wanted to write a book. So um, probably that or probably some food places that I always go to. Krispy Kreme, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what's your favorite basketball team? Uh, what comes to mind first is the Lakers, but that's because I'm a big Kobe fan. But right now, I just, I just don't even know right now. <laughs> okay. But Kobe all day. Period. Um, and coaching or playing? Coaching. Oh, wow. That's a shocker. <laughs> okay. I love it. 
Well, thank you so much for participating in a great conversation with us. Um, we definitely appreciate you coming on and joining us and hope to continue to hear more about you and all of the great endeavors you encounter on. Um, for all of those listening to us, to all the Maryland student athletes, be sure to keep in mind that all of our student-led groups are coming back this week. So we have SAC tonight, we have pre-health Terps tomorrow, and welcome back party for Worldwide Terps being held on Wednesday, all at 7 p.m. in Gossip Hall. So thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you soon.